Good day. All right, welcome, Antipodean friends, to this. An upside down. This is terrible. This is actually really challenging for us to look at. What is it just because too? If you're watching from North America or or Europe, which are in the Northern Hemisphere, this is probably what this looks like to you, but it's completely normal to everybody in Australia and New Zealand. Paul, did you correct for the Coriolis effect? (laughs) I hear. Spin us the opposite way. Hey, there we go. There we go. Wonderful. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Loading Ready Run Askler Q&A panel for Australia time zone. Australia and New Zealand and uh, Japan also within that time zone. Many islands. Yeah. And Ohio's not in there. No. (laughs) Good, good. Vanuatu. And this is uh, this is the third of these that are airing during PAX, and also the one for Australia. Meaning it's the most laid back because you know y'all are chill. Mm-hmm. We we didn't we didn't even get as many questions from 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 the Aussies. I assume good good Ian's cracking into a beer. I assume because you know from our interactions with Australian uh, fans and viewers that they you know just just didn't want to be a bother. I imagine <laughs> you know even though we're actively asking for questions, they're like nah. They're like, we're not something we want to know. You're yeah. all fine. Surely, that they they, you know, are just saying, ah, it's whatever. We don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Oh, don't make a fuss funny. about. Uh, yeah. yeah, don't make a fuss about us. They'll share if they want to. They think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can ask us your questions privately in Brandland. Bandland. Ban- no man's Brand- land. Brandland. <laughs> I'm liking Banana Brandland. Land. This is a laid back thing, isn't oh, yeah. it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um well, so okay, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what this is going to be. This is uh we are recreating the spirit of a loading ready run PAX Q&A panel, uh, except I have this cat on my lap who has finally decided he wants to get down. And that involves beginning with a minimal slideshow to share with you some announcements and then moving on to a Q&A portion which will be most of the show where we answer questions that you have provided. There is a siren going by. There us. is a siren going okay, by. Okay, it's okay. Every, no, it's, everything about this. In, it, can we take it again? Everybody was kind of very awkward. There was like a cat. Everybody was stumbling over and talking to each other. I like, thought that was no, the point. I thought yeah, we were all no, doing that intentionally. Keep rolling. This is there's sirens in Australia too. They know what they sound like. Uh, I mean, well, I'd love to break into another beer at this point. That's I'm kind of committed. Uh, now, yeah, now it is on you, New Zealanders, to figure out whether that was a fire engine or whether it was a police car. It certainly sounded like close to my house. It it ended with the weird hmm, which is always an interesting one. Let's go to the slideshow. Hey folks, welcome to the PAX online Q&A for Loading Ready Run. This one, the being the Antipode Time Zones edition, serving Australia, New Zealand, Japan, and just so many islands. So many, I didn't tried to keep that running gag going and I could not. There are just too many islands to possibly reference in a reasonable amount of time and tech space that I had. I, I you was, can't... All the... I was definitely for a long time thought it was Antipode. Hmm. I blame Chrono Trigger for that. Mm. There was a spell? Was it a spell or an item in Chrono Trigger that everyone just called Antipode and I... I don't know. 
I don't even remember what it did. It's pronounced antidote. <laughs> they just spelled it wrong. I like that. Before we get to the Q&A portion, let's answer the big question that everyone's been asking us on Twitter and in YouTube comments. Hey, why aren't you making X content at the moment? And uh, I, it, it, to, to some of you, it may seem surprising that oh, we need... Oh, I've gone to space. This uh, is this is amazing. This is this is like the cursed Q and A. I I am uh, I am That's data so moshed. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Window wipe the screen. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so why are we making X content, Graham? Because things are bad right now. <laughs> are they? How bad are they? <laughs> what kind of content you say? Uh. Content like. Oh wait, hang on. Let me just wax on and wax off. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what kind of content are we not making? Friday nights, maybe? What about uh, what about the panelists? What about uh, I don't know a little something called Sidewalk Slam? Why aren't we making those things? That's because there's a global pandemic, and we can't be in the same room. Uh, although there is a panelists uh, panel happening at this PAX Online that may have already happened by now, and if it has, you can check it out at our YouTube at youtube.com slash loading ready run and if it hasn't keep an eye out for it because it's going to be fun but that's why we aren't doing you know we had plans to do all of these things and more and more uh, and you know that's we're we're just we're just hanging on and keeping doing the things that we had already said we would the uh the real the real kicker is that they were such good plans too they were like really organized oh, like yeah. we, we had some firm plans yeah so oh well oh. anyway the point yielding. is Oh, fleshy plans. Don't. Oh, God. Anyway, the point is bear with us. But what what have we done? Check this out. We made new stuff that you can buy, physical items that can ship to you. Even, yes, even you in Australia. It's expensive and takes a while, but it can get to you. Uh, we did these amazing things with uh, Wormwood Gaming. They're wonderful and gorgeous. The uh, Wingate Dice Vault with the precious stone turquoise inlaid in it with the Loading Ready Run logo and Dice Friends. I keep hearing that too. Yeah, like a what group of school that? children. Is someone living in a haunted house? Is somebody someone being... living in a it's... haunted school? I'll it's... close my window. It's more like it's more like we're doing an episode of like Blues Clues. You know, it's like, can you tell us what merch we have? We did that sketch. It's it turned Trace. dark, didn't it? It's Dark's Chase. Yeah, it was like a, it didn't turn it was like a murder mystery. started that yeah. way, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we have a Corpline pin, which was the Penny Arcade pin that we made for <laughs> PAX East, which was the last physical PAX that any of us were at. Um, anyway, this stuff's all great. Uh, the Oh, upcoming in November, it's still going to happen. It's Desert Bus. We don't know what, it, we don't know what it's going to look like yet. Uh, so, we no, we can't tell you, but it will occur that, at this date and time. That tagline is a threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something will happen. We won't tell you if it's good or bad, but it'll happen. 2020. Yeah. Something will happen. I like how your mug is the upside down Desert Bus logo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh. It was not planned, but I have always liked these mugs. I'm. It's still half full of tea, and so I am not going to, to turn it upside down, which I did briefly consider. How cursed can we make one panel? Oh boy! If if I had dumped tea all over my lap, I would still wish to press forward with what? this panel <laughs> because that's the commitment. It's a, it, it is as if we are live in the uh, Bin Chicken Theater. No, what are the names of the theater? Wombat they have. 
They have the kookaburra. Kookaburra. The spiny anteater. Sure. (laughs) The echidna. Is that what you meant? I don't know. All right. Bird. And and the last slide before we start messing around and answering your questions. Stop messing around. So start messing. Whatever. This happened on Monday. I believe this is airing on Thursday, but that happened. And it was presumably a lot of fun, and you can go watch it at youtube.com slash LRRMTG. Check out the Zendikar Rising pre-pre-release. It will be and was a blast. That's it. That's the, that's the slideshow. Let's move on to your questions from you kind and wonderful people. Hi, Ian. <laughs> in, in Australia. I love that Ian is broadcasting from a 1970s IKEA catalog. It's, yeah. it's aspirational. Oh, no. Changed mm. for some reason. Hey, oh. the refresh of the camera. I oh, know the, the the illusion that we're in two different spaces. That you own one and two thirds of a TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so it's so. Ah! <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. Uh. Doctor Kathleen Octopus. <laughs> oh my! Oh wait! If you flip one of them, you should be able to high five himself. Ah! Oh. <laughs> this is too much work for Paul. So, Especially because he has to bring up and that, then read the first and read question. And read these questions. How about I stop distracting him? I say still absolutely distracting him. I was waiting to, until you were done to bring up the question. but uh, Never. <laughs> so uh, imagine, if you will, the LRR mm-hmm. crew. Uh, LRR is the crew of a Federation starship. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. What are your duty stations and how do you save slash endanger the ship? Or how Shit. did you save slash endanger the ship today? Uh, <laughs> Rock pusher. The nanites it. were released. You what? The Always. nanites were released. Always oh, with no. the nanites. Is that <laughs> what you mean when you say release? Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's what I'm calling right now, is it is my job to uh, let everyone know that somehow the nanites became released. <laughs> I, For those who are unaware, this I, was referencing sorry, I, a... What? Yeah. Okay, it's referencing a specific episode of Next Generation where Wesley's doing experiments on nanites and then he leaves the <laughs> leaves the lid off the jar of nanites. <laughs> Literally leaves the lid off the jar of nanites and falls asleep at his desk and then they get out and start wreaking havoc on the station. And when he reports this to the bridge, he says like I was doing experiments on the nanites last night and they were released. Like, it's the most passive voice responsibility dodging phrasing they could have gone with. And so, yeah. They were going to take away the pips he didn't even earn yet. I I love the idea of of nanites being like, uh, you know, like a caterpillar in a jar or something. Like, just like treating it the same way as having like a bug collection or something. But every week, I mean, I'm just, it's going to be the something became released. It's going to be my report back to Commander Riker to be like, and what'd you oh, do? Yeah. And be like... Uh, the the targs became released. The beach was released. Is this is this the Enterprise or is this just like a random Federation ship? Oh shit! Can we have an Oberth class starship instead? Oh, I don't know not? what that means, but yes. <laughs> what well, what class would you prefer, Ian? Oh jeez, I mean, you, you got to go with the classics. You got to go with the Enterprise B, the Excelsior class. Uh. C- can we be the USS Albuquerque? Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I mean, with our shuttlecraft, Weird Al. 
I like to think that I'm fairly like science or engineering minded. And so I, you know, like it'd be nice to assume that I could be in one of those things, but you know, like Starfleet Academy, it like I would be a civilian working in like 10 forward or whatever it is on our, on the USS Albuquerque. Like I, I, I wouldn't be in Starfleet. How, how about we're, we're, we're making like a, uh, like a documentary about a Starfleet crew, <laughs> so we're like oh. embedded. We're like embedded yes. with this with the starship crew. We're Do something heroic. Be like just we're ignore the creaky us. guests from one episode. Oh yeah, yeah. they're like we're, oh, yeah. we're enjoying just like, the real crew. <laughs> ignore us, ignore us. We're just here, and then we just like get in, like stand right in front of him while he's like talking to somebody on the view screen. Like, what is this <laughs> for anyway? Well, we're making a reality show called Lower Decks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's perfect, Paul. Because I thought I, I thought much like Graham when I that I would be in an, you know an engineering or a pilot or something like that. But the more I actually think about it today, if we're filming this as a documentary, what happened is I brought some of my homebrew on the uh, shoot with me, and I got the engineering department way too drunk the night before the uh, the old uh, warp tests. And then one like... of us gets psychic murdered. Only one. And it's like, next? oh, this is some sort of weird alien, uh, you know, this is... The, Pregnancy. The, no, no, but the, the, this is, this is like Cardassian ale that's totally messing everyone up. And people are like, no, no, it's just, it's just Ian's homebrew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow regulations. It? Oh, no, I am it? alien pregnant, and now I've been psychically murdered? Is there like uh, it turns out like they they think that somebody like on board has beef with us or something like that because of this documentary like who stands to look bad but it just turns out we've been eaten by like a space squid right <laughs> that we just happen to be passed through and like annoyed the nest of right and it only it has a taste for annoying people right <laughs> so we we I think the conclusion here is we would not be. Uh... An asset to the crew no. of the starship. Full detriment. Oh, Federation detriment. starship. Obviously. You wouldn't want to put people like us on a starship in the first place. No. So no. this could be like an irresponsible Captain Tyler situation, though, where it's just like we put all the dregs of whoever got involved into a terrible ship somewhere. But yeah, yeah, it's like because of the, like ut because of the like post scarcity utopian nature of the Federation, we can't actually like fire you. <laughs> but we're going to try to find something that is kind of that level. You know, we're just yeah, space trying to squid. <laughs> Kathleen, you want to read the next one? Uh, I would I would like to read the next question and also say, "Hey, if you want me to write your games, I'll uh, you know, space squid you can have for free, but I'm sure I can come up with something just as good." Clearly, creative genius here. Uh, you've traveled a lot either personally for Lur, some of you have been down under for Paxos. If there is one place you could visit, either for Lur or personally, what would that be and why? I'd go to New Zealand, because it's expensive. Mm. Good bang for your buck there. Yeah. I mean, I'll and go to Antarctica, because it's more expensive. <laughs> And I mean, you were you were born there. Yes, that's why I'd like to go back. Yeah, and I've I've never been. I would I would love to visit New Zealand. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Fine. I'm the moon. Oh, eat shit, Ian. Honestly, I think we could do if we're if we're doing pie in the sky. I would love to do the uh, the Orient Express. 
Oh. You know, take the train all the way across by the handgun because you need it and just do the whole experience. And, you know, if we're doing it as some sort of a, a film thing, that's so much the better. But that would just that, be fun that, to do. That, holy hell, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That So that instead of the Trans-Siberian Express? <laughs> well, that's too loud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the distortion will just really mess with the mics. I love yeah. the idea of Antarctica, though. Like, I... Uh, um, naturally be like oh there's one place you know i'd like to visit again or I'd like to visit at all it's like getting back to australia would be rad or yeah. getting to see new zealand or going to japan again like i have gone to but it's like if there's one place you could visit just because it's like this is a place you could go it's like i kind of do want to see antarctica now I, is this like i feel like this almost turns into the same thing it's like can we just we just end up like at the like Antarctic research station making a documentary and getting in their way. That's <laughs> <laughs> how all our adventures end. Oh no, we ate all your rations. Sorry. I guess for the, We're I guess for the final stinger, I need to learn how to speak without showing breath. So if and we... It's, it's just, and then it's just like, who left the door open? Oh, we were supposed to close the door? I, sorry. I <laughs> the thing was released. Is the idea that if we were to make a, a feature film... It would be like, that's how it would end for us. And then be like, Lur will return in. And then it would play like the stinger it's like or the trailer for the next film that just is us doing the same thing, ending the same way. And then like, and the Loading Ready Run movie three. And it's the same thing, but it's a different place every time. But it ends the same way with our us as a documentary crew getting eaten by some sort of monster. <laughs> and never against the World Crime Syndicate. Yeah. <laughs> we have people who haven't answered yet. We Man. cause all of the problems that, like, James Bond and Ilk have to solve on their world trekking courses. <laughs> I call Quantum Solace. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of have it stuck in my mind now because of the railways being brought up of doing, like, the entire, like, CN rail, coast to coast. Mm. Doing a boat trip from Newfoundland or... Nova Scotia or wherever, over to continental Europe and continuing Ooh, the train uh, ride. Doing, doing and the then full, just going over from Japan, yeah. Doing the, the full circle. go around. Yeah, circumnavigate the globe. There oh, is, man. There is a way that you can go from Canada to Canada in like, a, in like one continuous unbroken water trip. There's a way to do it. Mm -hmm. Whoa. The Northern yeah. Passage, you're saying? Well, it's, no, it's not that. It's, it's literally, you can go all the way around the world. There's a way to actually do it. And it starts in one place in Canada and it ends up in Victoria, I believe That's, is the idea. And it's, and it deviates very little from an actual great circle. It's around yeah. the Cape of Good Hope. <laughs> that would be a very, very long trip. Yeah. I mean, yes. We all need a vacation. <laughs> you know, you can, you can go for, you can sign up to be a passenger on like a cargo freight ship for a surprisingly reasonable rate. Mm-hmm. If you don't need to be anywhere for like two months. And you don't yeah. mind. I don't know. What would you do? There's no internet. Read a book, probably. Get yeah. Oh, very, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, work on the ship. That's what Ian means, right? Just yes. gamble. Just yeah. gamble. Maybe <laughs> do a lot of gambling. Yeah, double down. <laughs> double down on it, yes. Yeah. I, I remember that uh, uh, there, there was... All the ropes aboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Swab the deck. Oh, polish the. Pipes. I remember. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of swabbing Sorry, the Paul. deck, but there, there was a. I, I remember like back on 
a long time ago, there was a show on TV that was, it was called like Tall Ship something. And it was people who were like basically taking like a two year circumnavigation, or I don't know if it was a full circumnavigation, but it was basically people were going out on like a, you know, relatively historical tall ship, uh, you know, mod, you know, uh, just, just ever average people. There was, you know, a couple, there was like a, 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 you know, a minimal crew and captain, but they would also be working the ship and learning how to work the ship and then working the ship. <laughs> uh, and then they were, they were going, but it was just like, you're basically off the grid for like two years. And it's just like, we're going to do this. What a sabbatical uh, to take. Um, and mm. yeah, I mean, it seemed, I think they went there. They were going from, uh, from the, um, they, I think they, they ended up going from like the East coast over to like Australia or somewhere. So Dang. all the way around, probably through the Panama Canal or something. I don't, I I don't know. Wow. Perth. But uh, it seemed like a cool that there was like a TV sh- There was a documentary crew <laughs> getting in everybody's way. And they met to uh, mysterious ends somehow. Yeah. I, With a sea squid. But <laughs> man, a sea squid is just a normal squid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. My writing but, brilliance, it's already gone. I can't that Lily too hard. Anyway. Uh, I mean, that would be, that's not really like going to a place. That's more the actual like voyage itself. I always thought that would be kind of a cool thing to do. But that's not I mean, really if you like... Spend enough, I if want you spend to, enough time on a tall ship, though, that is you're in one place for two years. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's not like if you're curious about what a tall ship looks like. That's probably <laughs> like after the first like couple days, you're probably pretty familiar with what a tall ship looks like. <laughs> Don't bring the ship of Theseus into the journey as the destination. Anyway. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, let's look at the next question here. All right. If you could design a set of Magic the Gathering, what would the themes be? Any cards you specifically want to include from Brillig? Thank you for the question, Brillig. I... This seems like something I should have thought of. Hmm. But I haven't really. I've just sort of let the... Let the people who make the magic make the magic. Beach. To answer both those questions in order, uh, banding and banding. <laughs> there you go. God damn it. Matt, you also had your hand up. Do you have a real answer? or? Well, real kind of. I mean, my brand is goats and things like that, so I want goat tribal Ooh. to be viable in that format, if we could make that happen. I, right. I feel like you could probably convince Mark Rosewater to get in on that. Like he was, he was pushing for Squirrel Tribal for a long time, and finally got it in uh, Unstable. Just full woodland creature tribal. Mm. Like have it be like a farm themed set. Like, has there been a set actually set on Gold Meadow? <laughs> I don't think so. I, all, all creatures are zero power. Like, there's just no conflict in the entire set. <laughs> it's just the set so, where you just, like, hang out with your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Except there is uh, artifact equipment. That's the only stuff that gives power. <laughs> yeah. So it's all just goats with guns. Goats. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like yes. it. Somebody just tied two swords to a goat. <laughs> Yeah, on the horns. <laughs> and you just twist the tail up and... 
Away they go. Uh, there was in the great designer search a couple of years ago, several years ago now, there was one of the designers was working on a concept for a plane uh, that was entirely underground. Ooh, interesting. Uh, that I think would be really interesting to explore to the point that I think actually there might be murmurings or something that that's something that may happen someday actually for real. But I, you know, nothing's confirmed yet. And uh, I know that it, it, you know, it seemed interesting to explore how all the colors of magic would exist in a totally underground plane. I think that'd be neat, but yeah, they can, they can call it tantrum spiral. That is a very, very niche dwarf fortress <laughs> reference right there. Oh, oh yeah. Now I get it. Thank you. Okay. Good, good, good. I, I guess you gotta I have, have dwarves in that set though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I should stay on brand and just say I just like a, a, a uh, more historically accurate Kamigawa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were, I mean, a lot of the kami were inspired by real, by sort of real yes. uh, folklore, but... But that's but, inspired by... Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, they don't do actual places, right? Everything mm -hmm. is always inspired by, because they don't want to actually run into, like, they don't want to be like Earth. Well, not copyright, but it's just like after Arabian Nights, they were like, okay, let's not actually make like real things. Let's make or real existing fables. Let's make things very closely based on actual things. Mm -hmm. Ah, like but Disney I, movies. But I agree with you, Ian. I would love to see a new return to Kamigawa. Many people would, but many people also would not. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> just see what uh, Ice Age said. Sure. I would do a set. Now, see, this is so. This is obviously extremely indulgent. Well, why not? I would put. Uh, I would set it on Ravnica, mm -hmm. but I would make it so you know in this. Uh, but it would be in the sixth oh, district. This, it would be a sixth district set, and so there'd be no like like it would be like everything would do the same amount of like points of damage and stuff like that, but it wouldn't be like. And, you know, it wouldn't be like a, a, a flame strike or something like that. It would be like a Sausage protest sizzle. ballot or something like that, right? It would all, you know, uh, so it would be like very weirdly like non-violent. Like non for any viewers unaware, uh, <laughs> Kathleen ran a D&D &D campaign set on Ravnica called Bylaw and Order that was all set in the 6th district of Ravnica. Because everything, there's many districts of Ravnica and everything, generally speaking, that happens in the magic sets are all in the 9th? The 10th district. 10th district. But there's at least nine other districts. <laughs> and so, that we never hear about. And so everything that Kathleen did was in the 6th district and it's Some of them great. are named. Like there's some things that are named, like, you know, in this district, there's this important thing but no one had ever, i read all the ravnica law uh, lore lore i read all the ravnica lore and the six districts never came up once so i was like perfect done that's why you got to visit new zealand so you can give them back the rest of their accents yeah, yeah. everything except that one word yeah um make it a make it like a merchant's war but it's really petty um, yeah 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 Sounds oh, great. Yeah. Like one of the merchants wants to put their things in a store and the other's like, no, you can't put it in here. And they ban them from the store. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, it's like not mind rot. It's like gut rot. And it's got like a bad sausage on the card. <laughs> it's just oh, like yeah. a guy going like, oh. It's like just a, like a big food court. And they people keep trying to 
push their terrible food at each other. Uh, what an unappealing magic set. <laughs> how about, Nothing how about, happens and everything's gross. Yeah. How about just like Homeland's Redemption set? Ooh. Like Return to Homeland's. This time, it's got good cards. <laughs> Time, but it's, it's still weirdly in packs of eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, going, we're going clockwise, so Matt's next. Yes. From Commander Crunch Podcast, 2020 has been a wild year to say the least. <laughs> but with crisis comes change. What important lessons or changes in perspective have come from making your content this year? And are there positive next steps we can take for not only magic, but any other spheres for Lur's content? Big question. Uh, I mean, like, a big thing we learned, and we mentioned this in another one of the Ask Lurs coming out this week, is learning how to do what we're doing right now. And yes. it has opened up venues of different kind of content to make technically perfectly like we do yeah. now <laughs> with no strange issues that's the first time anyone's been sent to the data hell yeah through through these so that's good i love the idea of like what changes in perspective have you had to make where where it's like um where we've had to we've had to consider things that we would do for live for example and we'd be like well naturally we have an improv segment uh, or, you know, we have this other kind of segment. And then to be able to say, well, we can't do that in the same way. And you can't really do, um, you can't do like, um, uh, get two people in a room and, and have them do like the, uh, when we did job interview against humanity back in the day, or like when yeah. the waiter comes by the table and is trying to screw with people like that kind of thing. It's like, you can't do that in the same way. So you have to set up similar feeling, um, uh, similar feeling activities and then, but we can also then do stuff like, well, what do we actually have in our houses? Like, we have stuff in our houses, so what can we actually utilize from a house? And that's like when I did that cooking thing that was just essentially just an excuse for a big bait and switch at the end, if you haven't seen it. Um, it and like Ian having like his workshop at home for Tinker Tailor now, having to think about a different way to do that. And I, I love that idea of like, how have you had to change your perspective? How have you had to readdress how we've always made our content. Yeah, literally changing venues and changing locations has changed the type of content that I can make and, and, and how I make it. Uh, I, I think a lot of the cooking streams that I've uh, I tried to do at the moon base were, were limited because of we, we were shooting in a studio without access to a full kitchen, where going and having the access to a kitchen means that I can do more. I feel like we've also changed our perspective on the scope of the projects that we do, like the scope of the things we do for live, for example. Like, we have big scope things like Hollerwood Squares, which has nine people in it, but we have smaller scope things in which, like, right now we're not doing pre-records for live. We'd yeah. like to, but we've changed our perspective on prioritizing those. And I think... A not insignificant part of that is um, the it. Everyone's just t 
exhausted and like we're all doing our best right but it's like we could do we could say like hey like, do we want to do a pre-record this time and like technically there's nothing necessarily stopping us from doing some kind of pre-recorded video except that it's just like we got to get all the people together and get to a place and film it and it just sounds like hell and it's <laughs> the stress yeah it's yeah. the stress of having to ask all these people to like you know, be around other people and stuff like that. Uh, also, uh, what I have learned uh, is that um, uh, being sad uh, takes a lot of time yeah. and you need to budget time for people to be sad uh, because uh, it, it sort of saps your productivity. <laughs> yeah, but that's actually in a way, it's a, it's a new thing that we've never had to think about before in, in as, as heavy a thing where it's like, if we know that that we're all going that everyone is kind of going through this process now we're all more going through this process now than i think anyone has had to uh and the sense that it's like okay then let's we can all be way more mindful of that because we're all experiencing that kind of malaise at home where we have our our moments of like uh damn it today i can be productive and i can get eight things done and then like the next day you're like i can't but i can maybe do something even if i don't get it done i can kind of do something and even if it's going to take me like a couple hours and or even an or even 10 minutes and I just have to stop and have a drink and then go back and do another 10 minutes and then have a stop again and like that you know it's like at least the the idea of um understanding when this what this is going on I think it has given me a look at other people have this same issue and it's made me a little more sensitive to that even if I'm not always thinking about it. It's made me a lot more sensitive to a lot of people are having these same problems in the Loading Ready Run, but also outside of that too. I, mm -hmm. Like it is actually, like it is an interesting thing. Like as, as somebody who, who does, uh, you know, I have uh, uh, had some issues with um, uh, depression and anxiety and I take medication for it and stuff. Um, it is fundamentally, you know, the those kind of mental illnesses are are fundamentally a very solitary thing because yeah. nobody else can know what you feel, right? Even and if they're not you very have... visible either, right? But this is, but one of the weird things about this, you know, this, this circumstances is it's it's a thing that you know we really are, everybody in the world almost is sort of sharing a very similar uh, circumstance, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, it definitely does uh, give that, you know, whereas normally, you know, if you're feeling you're feeling down or whatever, uh, the the idea that somebody else would know what you're feeling is, you know, they, there's no way that they would know. But now you can be like, yeah, they, they probably understand why I can't handle this right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think that so, that's in, kind of an interesting idea. It ties in well as well, Beach, to what you were saying last year, where we were trying to get ourselves down to eighty yeah. percent. And over the course of this year, we've been doing a lot of the same things, and all that's changed is we've added a bunch more restrictions and stressors. And I think mm -hmm. what that's done has just allowed us to get a little bit more comfortable with saying no or just changing our expectations about how things are going to go and i think mm -hmm. that in terms of looking forward to the future that's the sort of attitude that is going to uh hold us in very well stead going forward yeah because yeah, we finished we finished 
getting road quest out the door, which was a huge thing, uh, particularly for us. It was this massive thing. And then it was like, okay, now we have this baseline of like, this is how busy we are. This is the content we're making. And this is easily handleable. We actually have some free time. And so now we can look at what new and interesting things can we experiment? What are new things we can do? And before any of that could get anywhere, a oh, very sad cat, before any of that could get anywhere, this all happened. And then, it, and then it, it was like, okay, all of that stuff, it, none of that's happening. That's just the, all this stuff that we got to, let's just keep this trucking along. <laughs> and that's where we're at now. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, the rest of that question was like, are there positive steps we can take going forward? And I think it just relates more to what you all were saying. And just, just have, have a little more empathy. Yeah. <laughs> Realize that everyone else is struggling too. We're all alone together. It. And it's, it'll be helpful to focus on the together part of that. Yeah. And I mean, uh, we've, and we've thought of some really cool ways to make like the, the, the focus on magic there. It's like, we've thought of some really cool ways to make our magic content um, in, in different ways than we've ever had to make it before. And I think that's been valuable too. Like it's, uh, I hope that other people take a look at what we've been doing um, with either distanced events or, or webcam shows or like, like, um, a webcam commander and stuff like that, or like trying mm -hmm. to adapt those kind of things and be like, okay, there, I don't have to feel like this is a, this is a suboptimal way to make this. This can, you know, gladiator has been a great way to fill in for a lot of those things too. And I think mm -hmm. the positive first things for magic is that, um, you can convince people that there's still ways to play this, even if it means you have to make adjustments, right? You can't have, you can't have. We can't be playing cards where we can steal other people's cards right now because that makes it very difficult to try to track that stuff. I've heard, I've heard that over and over, that. and I don't play Magic, so... We did talk about that when we were doing the Commander game. It's like, hey, if you have any, like, control Magic effects, yeah. maybe just post swap those out of your deck. Yeah, post, yeah. Post but the deck's not as good. It's like, yeah, but you can't play them anyway, can you? Like, Yeah. All right, let's have that next uh, question. Then. Uh, this question yeah. I, I brought up because early, because it's sort of related. So, and you can read it out there. Oh, I see. So, Malady Dark asks, uh, given the success of the outdoor draft, are there plans for more distance-friendly pre-records? For example, a summer Olympics-style event. And I think we even mentioned on yet another Askler, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. another one of the panels for PAX Online, specifically, that we were like, oh yeah, the summer Olympics was a thing that we did. And, and holy crap, we threw all that together practically overnight. Yeah. And then did it. I would love to see... What, and, this, and by the way, this is no guarantee that, you know, see previous answer, no guarantee that we will have the spoons to do this, but I would love to see what the the socially distant Olympics, you know, summer Fall Olympics. Autumn games would look like. <laughs> yeah. The socially distant autumn games is actually pretty good. Yeah. 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 I, Everyone's wearing scarves. I mean, I, I yeah. guess to answer, answer the question, uh, no, there aren't any current plans. But Correct. we could make plans and then Thank you for execute, the inspiration. execute on those yeah. plans. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's like any pre-record we're going to do from this point forward is has to follow this kind, this distance-friendly thing. And whether that is, if we ever had, if we're like, oh, well, we, hey, we figured out a way to do a Commodore Hustle episode, which we haven't. But if we had figured out a way to do a Commodore Hustle episode that was distance-friendly, it'd be like, well, then let's start working on that and make that happen. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, there are no set plans, but it's not like we're averse to that. It's just trying to cram it into the amount of work and 
general feeling we are having to deal with. And cars and people. Yeah, can I can I just can I just peel back that sausage casing for a second yeah, and expose it. our chopped pork and other spices? Uh, so typically, how we film a pre-record <laughs> is that we'll all decide to go somewhere, and in order to be ecologically friendly, we'll all try to jam in as few cars as possible. And then, sitting five people in a compact car, we will drive to a place where we will all touch the same things and our faces and not think about it, and pass like things and tools and camera equipment back and forth. And then we'll all eat in close quarters with a lot of other people, and then like probably fail to wash our hands and touch that equipment and share it amongst each other, and then go back to filming in close quarters and then get back in the same car. Uh, because that's how humans live. <laughs> when you say we it can't... like that, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's it's not as simple as like, we'll go out to a field and wear a mask and stand far apart from each other. It's like, it requires you to completely reevaluate how people get food while they're on a, 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 a production where they're out and about and working outside for several hours. How do you, you know, ensure that there's food and water there? You know, when uh, we were how... sharing a boom all the time, it's like, we can't share a boom anymore. Unless yeah, you exactly. want to wipe the boom down every time. Yeah, who's going to hold the boom? Like, you know, like how like how are microphones going to work? And like those have to be sanitized between people. And like it's just a whole rainbow of problems that we, we have thought about. And that's why we're like, oh, God. <laughs> right? okay. Maslow's rainbow of shit. Yeah. I mean, and, that's, and that's why that thing was in the slideshow at the beginning. Because it's like we still get, you know, I, this, I'm not calling it anyone specific, but we still get tweets occasionally that are just like hey you said you were going to do more friday nights this year when when's that happening and it's just sort of like <laughs> do, you, do you not see what's going on out there what the hell man like <laughs> it's just sort of like well it's, it's a little more complicated than that but anyway and spoilers we actually have it pretty good here on the island compared to a lot of other places and we still can't just be irresponsible no Horner. I first got into Lure from the Wacky Draft videos, and I really missed them. Any chance of something similar returning? Well, oh. Jazzy JRW, uh, given that any sort of normal drafting is currently verboten thanks to this. <laughs> yes? All done, please. All drafts please, are all wacky done. drafts. <laughs> We've proven that we can do a paper draft. So the the wacky draft. This is something James and I used to do on. It started on MTGO Academy, and then we started doing it on our own channel as well. And it was basically just like it was like stipulation draft, or just like doing goofball drafting or whatever. And I had actually thought recently, and again, this is absolutely no guarantee of anything, but I had been thinking recently. I was like, that's something we should look at doing again because that was fun, and Arena makes it way easier to just spew off garbage drafts. That's true, actually. And, you know, the, maybe... the the fabled return of the hat draft. Oh. Ooh, we should do hats again sometime. Or just what about what about a chonker draft? Everything has to have a chonker in the picture. <laughs> the chonkiest card in the pack. Yeah. I love it. Is oh it, man. Is it the mm. power? Is it like a real? Yeah. Like there's. Some, I'm sure there's a way to justify chonk in almost any card. I'm not, I'm James is James is off this week, but I'm texting him anyway. Yes. Yeah, is any card that has a big beefy boy on it? You know. Just send him chonky draft, and 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 see if he's like, are you? Is something the matter? 
Just is like this idea, sort of... colon, chonky draft, just that? Yeah, and then this... at about five minutes, another one of those ambulances is going to pull up, and it will stop here, because Jim is going to think you've had a stroke. Right on, Chonky Kong. <laughs> uh, I guess we're back to you, Paul. Uh, all right. Now, I'm going to put this question in, and I want you to just, I want people to just relax it's nothing, nothing to to be worried about. Will we ever see a Road Quest season <laughs> two? This. And can it be down under? Uh, now I feel uh, like this pairs very well with the question that comes after this, and I know that because I set those two up. So if you want to see the second question and try to answer both of these, we can do that, or we could answer this one first and then answer the next one. No, let's see the second question. Right. So the second question uh, is. Uh, here, let's add this. Second question is, with Roguegrass finishing aired, what are the next big dream uh, projects? Sequest <laughs> 2 Australia, and then Roguegrass 3 is in Australia. Yeah, escape from Australia. Because as we okay, all know, filming we... things on the sea is much easier than on the road. Because we don't need fucking permits. Flat? But as Sequest yeah. told us originally... Beneath the sea is the final frontier. And as we've mentioned previously in this Askler, we are obviously very trustworthy to get onto a boat with filming equipment and we will not ruin a single thing on that boat. (laughs) That's true. We won't accidentally sink a freighter in the middle of the Pacific. (laughs) Never done that before. No, it it would be a fan boat. So, Paul, you, you brought these up. You want to talk about them first? <laughs> uh, I mean, okay. So, for real, obviously, RoadQuest was super cool. Like, it's it's something mm. that we're super proud of. And we love it. Love that it exists. And obviously, you know, the idea of doing another road quest has crossed our minds. It is something that we think about probably more than you do. Yeah. Person watching this. Um, but it was also a huge production for us and, you know, was, a a, a big thing. And so if we did, you know, if we did another road quest or something of that magnitude, um, I mean, it would be cool to do something like that, but obviously mm-hmm. it would be... Um, I will say there are no current plans for that, uh, aside from, you know, kind of uh, uh, pie-in-the-sky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Idle chatter. But, it's, but, it's uh, funny. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, but I, I, I mean, in terms of sort of other dream projects, uh, I don't know, like... Uh, 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 what what would be you know of the sort of if it wasn't Road Quest two then you know some sort of you know big of similar magnitude project that would be fun to do. Loading ready so, run the video game. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I before obviously before all this happened, you know like in there, there there are no and there were no plans to do a road quest too but obviously like paul said you know it's it's always a, a thought i have thoughts 
all the time about stuff that's never going to happen. Just like, you know, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? And in in that realm, certainly a Road Quest 2 that took place in New Zealand was like pretty high up there, right? I was like, what would we do? What would be like a place to go? If we could go outside Canada, what would be like a place? What would be a cool place to do Road Quest 2? New Zealand would be cool. Could we find the other yeah. country in the world the most like Canada to yeah. avoid the shock to our to our delicate constitutions and go there? But it would let Beach drive a Ute. Yeah. And then uh, and there's not also the a type of bird like doing yes. doing something like Road Quest 2 in Kiwi Country is nice too because it's like you can then say we're going to travel a distance of the island and we can cover quite a oh. bit of ground. Whereas you noticed in Canada, you can't cover quite a bit of ground <laughs> in Canada. Ute, I'd get my mini, and James would get his sunfire again. Yeah. <laughs> the same, the same Pontiac sunfire. Absolutely. So, you know, like, wouldn't wouldn't that be fun? You yes. Know, if if a second road quest ever happens. That doesn't mean that it would be in New Zealand, but you know who knows. It's funny too. Uh, one second, because like if if post production had gone the way we originally planned, which we had a plan for, and I've said before, for a variety of reasons, it didn't happen the way that we thought it was supposed to. You know, it it probably would have made sense to do to like because we shot that in summer twenty eighteen, right? So it probably would have you know felt natural and about the right time to. You know, maybe plan on trying a second season in summer 2020. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, maybe these things happen for a reason. You were saying. Electric cars next time, please. Ooh, that'd, that'd be, be fun. Cool. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's All bad. electric cars. Can you, can you get electric utes? <sighs> Probably. Make it electric. So, great. Well, there's this company to, like, in find... England right now that's converting old classic minis to electric things as a thing. I can... highly suggest we do this. I know that uh, uh, Alex's partner um, had a pickup truck that was modified to be electric. Hmm. And ah. so, because what they do is they just put all the batteries in the bed of the pickup truck. So if you have a ute, that's a lot of space to just put a bunch of batteries. I'm sure somebody has, some university has probably done that and would probably be like, I can't do this like a Kiwi, so I'm going to fuck it up and be like, I will lend you all you, you can drive that around all you like. <laughs> Oh my God! Beach. They want it. They want this, Graham. They want this from us. They want us to do the goddamn accent. I know that for a fact, and I know I can't do it. So there you go. You say the like it's identifiable though. Da, yeah. da. I, I don't have dick. much much of a leg to stand on in this in this particular arena. I want, to, I want to talk about my dick and how big my dick is. It doesn't come some, out the same way for me for some reason. Get some sealant on that dick. But I, it's like what got me about these two questions is, is it's like, hey, will you do a season two? There's no plans to do a season two, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, now that you've aired it, what's your next big dream project? And I'm like, but we did dream that it would, like you say, we were like, oh, wouldn't that be fun? But <laughs> a normal episode of Loading Ready Live. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, that one super high concept. Thing that we have planned and have yeah. all the stuff for that we were gonna yeah. do in yes, 2020 yes. And, and can't do yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, only five minutes. Left. Okay. Before Kevin <laughs> reads the next question, our dreams James have replied, a little smaller. Yeah. 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 James, uh, all I said was idea: colon chonky draft, and James replied, "I'm listening." 
<laughs> That's all we've got. Cool. So he's... <laughs> well, the thing that got me about this, though, too, is it's like... Um, I... I don't trust... I trust a person. For example, I trust the bunny. That if I was to say to a person at, at a oh. PAX, like, at our table, and be like, so, what's your next big dream problem? And I'd be like, oh, you know, this sounds like an interesting idea. We thought about that, and we could talk about that at length like we're doing here. But it's like, I don't trust people... Like our fans in Society. in the gestalt, that if we say something like, "Oh, well, we were thinking about doing this," uh, you know, that seemed like it'd be fun to do in the future. That there won't immediately be on the Discord people just being like, "They said they're gonna do this. This is the next big." And it's like we sure friggin' didn't, did we? Because <laughs> and then you have to you have to have people come in. We have to go in and say that's not what we said. Now there's a there's like a thing. It's like, but you said this is like that's not what's going on, and that's why. Any production company will always be like, we don't want to talk about future projects unless you're like, hey, they're coming out and like, we're going to do this, starting this thing in three months or something like that, right? Yep. Alternately, Ian, I think that you and I would be good at this. If somebody says like, you know, hey, what you got planned? You can be like, you can sort of like whisper them in like very conspiratorial and you can be like, ultra cheese pistachio, man. Put the <laughs> lid on it. <laughs> And then just like lean back and tap your nose. And give and then when you see that online like two months later, you're like, I know where that came from. Yeah. And you give, so you give each person like a random series of words. Tech, an activation code. If you yeah. Will. To throw this out here because I know. And then you deny everything. <laughs> I'm going to throw this idea out here because I know this is something that will never happen just by the nature of how niche it is, but it's something that I absolutely desperately want to do now. Now that I started, uh -huh. is I want to do a tokusatsu short series. Oh, that'd work. be fun! Rubber suits and Ooh. yeah, and rubber suits, transformations, lots and lots and lots of miniatures that we can film against oh. to film giant things, and lots and lots of in-camera effects. Nothing oh, yeah. but in-camera effects. That sounds fun as hell. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, until we can Let. all touch each other, uh, that's Let. probably never going to happen. We should do an episode of Commodore Hustle like that. Yeah. Oh, please. wow. That'd be so cool. Yeah. All right. The, uh, the last question, I think. All right. Last question, Kathleen. All right. Uh, hard very fast. Hard hitting question. Uh -oh. Why are you all so cool? I'm insecure and faking it. <laughs> I, it keeps the windows open. I was bullied as a child. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I own a didgeridoo. <laughs> it's like coming home, isn't it, guys? They're probably thinking, oh, I think I hear that from outside all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you started actually doing something with it because it was just one solid tone. Yeah. And it just sounded like an animal dying. <sighs> I haven't learned circular breathing. What what is it the the description? It's like a like a trombone with the flu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm cool, but it warms my heart that someone else thinks that thinks that I might be. So oh, there's the five top. All right, <laughs> which I guess means it's over. Hey, if you have been watching this and you have no idea who we are, I'm really sorry. You must be bored. But you Thank can you check us out right to the end. You can check us out on Twitch at Loading Ready Run, on YouTube at Loading Ready Run. If you only like magic stuff, you can check us out on YouTube at LRRMTG. 
we're loading ready run go to loadingreadyrun.com there it links to all of our stuff but uh, if you uh, are aware of, of whomst we are and you gave us questions or anything, thank you so much for watching. Uh, cheers to you down there at us. We were really looking forward to coming back to PAX Australia this year because it was our two, it's the two year cycle. You know, we were, we were, we we're going to send people we were gonna, who you hadn't seen before. You guys had such a hard year down there. Yeah, the we were fires like, and we were like, man, we were talking to the PAX Aus organizers at PAX East and we were like, man, Aus has had a really, like Australia's had a really rough time this year, and we would love to send like a bunch of folks. It could just make you feel worse now. Yeah. Like, we, want to, we, we want to really go down there and you know like just you know, really do, do packs us. And then it was like, actually, do you remember that the Australian wildfires were this year? They sure were. And but now the whole world's falling down. So we'll, we'll yeah, come. We'll we'll come back when we can. When we can, we will send all of us though. Yeah, because we'll have pent up demand. Well, twelve. That, yeah. That's like twelve people. But I'll we'll, take so many, many cockatoos out of your ecosystem. Pax Australia has a really tough time, so we'll come and film a documentary and be eaten by local wildlife. You're welcome. Take that, biodiversity laws. Goodbye, Australia, New Zealand, and all you wonderful people in this time zone. Later. Yeah, you can play us out. Mm-hmm.